Nick and Matt Jackson. You're listening to the Work Shoot Wrestling Podcast. Too sweet. Suck it. Welcome to episode 182 of the Work Shoot Wrestling Podcast. This is Corey Richmond. Uh, today we have a special guest from Lucha Underground. We have Mari the Moth Martinez, who this Wednesday will be part of Ultima Lucha Trace, where he will be in a hair versus mask match in one of the many great matches that you'll be able to see over the next three weeks on El Rey Network. Marty, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic, my friend. How are you doing? Doing really well. Uh, right off the top, I'm just, and this is going to be a weird way to start this, but is it weird promoting a match that was taped, you know, over a year ago? Or or is it just like one match is same as another and it's just you get back into the mode of talking about things and it's just like it's just happened? Uh, pretty much it's the same. It's just like it just happened because I still remember. I don't remember anything about the match. That's kind of exciting for me because I can go back and watch like, oh, yeah. Um, but it's the same as far as the promoting guys. Just trying to remember, we remember the main parts of the storyline to promote, and it's pretty simple. Masters is hair. It's going to be a really good match. I'm really excited to see what people say about it. Um, and I got some good responses off of wrestling with the Santos last week. So adding her to the element of the hair versus match is going to be fun. Very cool. Uh, just want to start from I guess the first time I I heard about you was when you were on the season of five of Tough Enough with WWE. Uh, from everything I remember, you were one of the standouts on that show, and unfortunately you had an injury that took you out. You were one of the guys who actually wasn't even eliminated from the show. You actually had to leave because of injury. Do you think things would have gone differently if you hadn't had that injury, or do you think you'd still be on this path on being the, on the, on the indies and working with AAA right now? Um, I actually, I would not be, I would, be, I would have won straight up. Um, I saw Cole Steve Austin He was the uh, judge and executioner On that show um, He kept in touch with me And then I asked him straight up Hey what could I have done to get better Now that we're past tough enough He's like well to be honest If you wouldn't have broke your ankle You probably would have bought I'm like that feels good coming from Stone Cold Steve Austin So I feel pretty confident It would have been me and Luke in the finals And um, I would I, I would the hopes in my mind that I would have definitely won that. So I would have definitely won. So it definitely wouldn't be here, but I don't know what the WWE would have been doing. There's some great wrestlers that go in there and wash out for some reason. And there's people that have never wrestled before and then end up being superstars. So and who knows what would have happened if I would have went to WWE at that time. Uh, when, when you were on Tough Enough, you were also on with uh, Son of Havoc and Eva Lee, who were both in uh, Lucha Underground. Was that something that was made it easier with the transition of being on Lucha Underground, that you knew a couple of people from the show you had been with already? Or was it such a long time ago, by the time the sh- uh, you went to Lucha Underground, it was as if, you know, it was just new guys seeing them for the first time? Um, but actually made me feel way more comfortable because uh, I'd been a while since I'd seen Matt I'd seen him a few times after Tough Enough um, Matt Cross and uh, so it was very good to see him um, if worse goes to worse no matter what happened to the show hey I gotta hang out with Matt more a couple, a couple more times um, so I was stoked about that and then I just met all the guys and that locker room was just so easy to blend into and, um, it's, it's a locker room where everyone was kind of just going for a good show rather than in other places, you're fighting for spots, so everyone was very supporting. There, it was just a team, so and it was got very comfortable, very easy to work with each other. 
uh, did you get, I mean, I don't know if this is the same timeline, but uh, Krista Joseph, who was one of the executive producers of Lucha Underground, worked for the WWE on camera as I guess Big Dick Johnson and also behind the scenes. Did, uh, did the Lucha Underground come from you knowing Krista Joseph or were those two people that were in the same place, same time, but one had nothing to do with the other? Uh, one had nothing to do with the other. I do ask him every once in a while if Lucha Underground's ever going to have Big Dick Johnson, but he keeps saying no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but no, I actually, I got on Lucha Underground because of my uh, performance on Tough Enough. Um, and the executive producer in Tough Enough um, turned out to be the same executive producer from Lucha Underground. So, Eric Van Wagen. So it actually was a pretty easy transition. I was one of the first guys signed to the show. So it made it really easy just to come right down. I already knew the executive producer, Eric. And then knowing Matt and Eve Lee's right off the bat, it was made it really easy to go to. It was an ideal situation, really. What, what did you take from your experience on Tough Enough? I mean, you were on a team. Uh, it wasn't a traditional you know, wrestling show by any stretch, but any things that you took from that that you still use today or... Is it just the idea of being in that situation that helped, you know, where you are now? Um, I think both. Being in the situation helped just for the people. I had a, like, you're there with Booker T, Bill DeMont, Trish Stratus, Steve Austin. It definitely helped that they were who they were, and they could give you little tips um, that maybe other places wouldn't know, or someone has a little bit more experience like these legends of the ring. Um, do so that definitely helped having them there and learning these little things there. Um, but also, it kind of just taught me to hey, you're pretty much always on as a wrestler. And of course, you were at a reality show there, so the camera's literally always on for you. But um, I, it, was, it was just a weird reality show because we were in mini skirts one time. I remember that, we were, like, as a cheerleader outfit. So it just it really just kind of taught me to just go with the flow <laughs> and it was really fun but yeah go with the flow and being with those legends of course I learned a bunch from them so uh, do you do you think that if uh, you said if you hadn't gotten hurt you would more than likely think you would have won the show definitely been in the finals <laughs> but after that was there ever any talk about you know going to either FCW if that was still around or the NXT or when you got hurt, that kind of cut ties for a little while, and by the time you got better, there was other opportunities that were out there. Um, we, talked, we talked a little bit after, um, and uh, in actually 2014, I ended up going down to the Performance Center, and uh, my roommate was actually a guy who goes by the name of Ricochet, strangely enough. Um, but 2014, they asked us to go down to the Performance Center if I did a tryout there, um, and after that, um, they just sent me the cans. They just, they emails said, not at this time. We like what you're doing, but not at this time. Emails. And then that happens to be right during the time that Lucha was talking to me about, hey, we're thinking about bringing Lucha Libre to America. So it worked out being great timing. Um, and excuse me to check out a performance center. So, but talks are there. Uh, so, I don't know. The door's always open. Uh, speaking of uh, Ricochet, who uh, may or may not be in uh, loot, uh, in Ultima, uh, Ultima Lucha, uh, Trace himself uh, headlining under a mask. We keep kayfabe for that for a second. But uh, from looking at it, uh, I believe he was actually your first singles match uh, when you were in Lucha Underground. Uh, did that make it a little bit more comfortable going in an 
in that direction. I don't know if you remember that first match by any stretch, but when looking, that was your first match singles-wise in Lucha Underground. That make it easier to be with uh, somebody that you knew? Uh, well, I never got to get in the ring with him, but um, it did make it feel a lot more comfortable at the same time. By that time that match got on there, I've been wrestling from the underground for um, several weeks. I'd already had multiple matches, just they've always been dark matches because I didn't know quite what to do with me. All they knew is when they brought me over is, hey, he's entertaining, and so we want him to be on the show doing something. We just don't know what it is yet. So I actually wrestled Mil Muertes before he was Mil Muertes. He was Ricky Banderas. Right. That was his first match <laughs> uh, as Mil Muertes. And I was a magician. And I was walked out by beautiful Brenda, which we all know is with 4-2-3-Kid now. Um, but I was walked out with her. So I, um, that wasn't my single, my first match at Lucha. But that was my first TV match. Um, definitely, it was easy just because Rick Chase is just so good. Um, Oh yeah, by that time, that had already been my fifth new trying to get a match, so it was easy. Uh, one last thing about Tough Enough before we, uh, we move on to bigger and better things that you've done once you got to... Uh Lucha Underground, but I, I saw your the audition that you did for Tough Enough, and it was a very funny audition, to say the least, with the uh, the silk sheets, and one of the things that I believe you said you were a, a stockbroker uh, beforehand, do you still, are you still do that on the side, or is that uh, those days done? Um, it was now in the past, as of about a month and a half, two months ago. Oh, wow. Okay. So, yeah, so I used to be, and I'm, and I'm thinking maybe going back to just because it makes it, I have something to do during the week. Um, but uh, I actually am still a stockbroker. Um, I work for um, one of the brokerage firms. They prefer not to say the name, but it used to be, it's Fidelity Investments is what, who I used to work for. Um, and they're one of the largest brokers um, in the industry. So it was cool. Uh, but it did definitely leave like a double life where you're on a suit and a tie at work. Monday through Friday, and then you're in spandex on the weekends. Um, yeah, but I, I was still a stopper as a month ago, and I'll probably end up going back before this year's over. So mo- moving on to uh, Lucha Underground, you've had some really some interesting uh, matches and feuds that have really stood out. You had the uh, your, your feud with Sexy Star, your feud with Killshot, and now the major feud with, with Phoenix. Does one stand out over the other, over the others, or any of them more memorable? Because I know you've, like I said in the beginning, you filmed a lot of this stuff quite a while back. But does one of those three feuds really mean more than the other? Um, I, I, as far as sentimental wise, I think maybe the kill shot one was really fun. The kill shot feud uh, that ended in the weapons of mass destruction match. Uh, I think, do you remember that one at all? Oh, absolutely. It was uh, an Ultima Lucha, I believe, dose last year, and it was a very violent match, to say the least, but it was quite memorable, just like uh, Shane Strickland's match from, I'm sorry, uh, Killshot from uh, last week, his Hell is War, which he is one heck of a standout, and you, you, you guys, I believe, brought out the best of each other. I believe so, too, and that um, was is actually, it, oh, I believe it was an Ultima Lucha Type match, but it was actually on the season three, like episode three on a random episode. Oh, really? Which wow. was awesome to start us off crazy for the season. Um, but now it's on Netflix. But on Netflix, we only have season one to two, so most people can only see how Mar the Moth was still kind of figuring out what Mar the Moth was. 
Um, but I think that kill shot feud and that whipped up mass destruction match, that was our first time as a main event at Lucha Underground. Vampiro gave us this big talk about, hey, we give you the ball, run with it. Um, but I think that one brought out the best of both of us, and he's been killing it everywhere. So Shane Strickland, who's the king of swerve now, um, he's doing fantastic. I think about that right now. I think it's my favorite feud, but I'm remembering um, how good this uh, Phoenix one was. So I think out of the, out of picking out of these two is going to be hard, but right now I really enjoy the Phoenix one. But Kill Shot was always a fun feud to start off. Very, uh, from, the, from the beginning in your time in, in Lucha Underground, there was always this... Uh, com- uh, how do I put this? The communication between you and Melissa Santos, even from the beginning, uh, was this was this plan from basically day one that you would have some sort of big payoff with her actually getting in the ring like she did a, uh, a couple of weeks ago based on TV, or was this something that was just between the two of you guys that built up and it just became we have something here? And that that's exactly what it was. Um, and we just we did it once as kind of a let's see how it works on the very first time I was on TV. It was that Ricochet match or the Prince Puma match. Um, and that wasn't even a thing. We just accidentally figured that out in rehearsals. So in rehearsals, we were just kind of figuring out, okay, the camera's going to be here, blah, blah, blah. And then they had me stand in the ring, and I was I walked up and said something stupid in her ear because I, I like to goof off. I goof off all the time. Um, and before, as I walked away, um, he saw that, uh, Krista Joseph saw that and said, hey, could you stand behind her and flapping your arms like a moth? That would be funny. I'm like, heck yeah, I'll do that. And then so we did it right there and rehearsed. It was like, all right, that's what you're doing on TV. So we just did that just for fun to see how it would work. And it was just a funny thing we thought of in rehearsal and just the immediate reaction from the crowd. And then the, the second time we did it, it got louder. The third time we got it, it got louder. And the fourth time, they, I, they booed me before I ever did anything in the ring. It was great because they hated me before I touched anybody, whoever I was wrestling. So it just blew up to this thing, and we knew eventually we had to do a payoff for it. We had no idea what, what was actually what it was going to be. But it was something that the fans gave it to us, and hey, give the fans what they like. So it, it worked out great for us with the way the fans took it to it. Now, was was the was the Moth character something that you came up with with uh, the people at Lucha Underground, or was this something that was their idea that they gave you? I mean, how did this character kind of come about? Kind of a mix of the both. Um, Chris, the writers of Lucha Underground came up with it. Lucha, uh, Chris Joseph came up to me and said, hey, you're part of the Moth Tribe. Um, you have Aztec Pride, which is kind of like Pride in the Moth Tribe, and you're called Mario the Moth. And you're, you're like, kind of like a big kid, but you're not all there. And go. So that's kind of what I was had to work with. Um, and then I was first brought in to be comedic relief for the show, so that was easy. So I just kind of threw in my own stupid stuff that I do for fun, and I like to goof off. So I was originally, again, brought in for comedic relief. Obviously, you've seen how that's turned now to something a little bit more darker. But that would made it very easy. But I knew I couldn't be a, what I am now, being just the comedic relief. So I actually talked to Vampiro. So... Between the Lucha Underground writers, my talks with Vampiro about how to make the character darker and the ideas that I've personally come up with, this has just been kind of something that we've been molding and playing with this entire time. Now, recently you brought the idea with the fork and the lunchbox. Was <laughs> was that something that was just a spur-of-the-moment type of thing? or is it some, I mean, I know that these characters are something that you know are developed over time, but was that something that you guys were just waiting to bring out for a while, or is that something just came out, you know, recently for this feud? 
actually that just came to me they just showed up and said hey now you have a lunchbox you're to the ring I said okay sure let's go with it um, I don't know how long they've been planning this um, but yeah they just came up to me one day and said hey you're holding a lunchbox I'm like okay um, so that I don't know how long they've been planning with it before me though um, but it, it seems to work out pretty well it makes it really easy to get to the scissors and start this whole hair versus uh, mask uh, match um, and I really want them to start selling those mailboxes by the way or those lunch boxes absolutely uh, is it weird and I don't know if you've seen this in past week's episodes there is a guy and I don't know if this is in every episode where people have it but there was this guy randomly in the crowd I think in the last uh, episode or two episodes ago which had a, a picture of your face you're holding up like, basically a poster. Was that is that something that that you noticed, or those type of things that take you a little off guard? Being a heel, coming off, I guess, as a heel character, that you have people who have your uh, your likeness, you know, representing in the crowd. I don't know if you um, saw that or not, but. I, I think it's awesome. I did see on the. I didn't see that particular thing happen live. I saw him. I think that's a guy named Lucha Gringo. I'm pretty sure. Um, he's, he's a big fan of Lucha. And he's an awesome. Props to Lucha Gringo. If that's really you, I believe that's you guys. I'm making the connection. Um, but I saw him during the tapings had the sign, and I thought it was cool that hey, someone had a sign. Um, that's really cool. I still want them to boo me. Um, but then he did rub it on that commercial, and that, that's a wholly different vibe. I'm kind of glad I didn't see that live. <laughs> I'm supposed to be the creepy one here. Uh, <laughs> but it's cool to see that as a hill. How is it working with uh, cheerleader Melissa, who plays your sister Mariposa? Did you know her before the show, and how has the chemistry been between the two of you guys? I knew her a little bit before the show. We hadn't really done anything in the ring, or we have just been on some of the same shows, or we've been in the same circles. We go to Cauliflower Alley in Las Vegas, whose convention for wrestlers that is out here, and uh, I've been—I I saw her a couple times there. So we knew of each other, but we didn't get to work with each other a lot. Um, but talking with her, she is just as sick and twisted in the head as me. <laughs> And uh, so it has worked out very well. And then with Lucha Underground giving us kind of free reign, give us your ideas to see how twisted we can make this and what gets kicked off TV. It's worked out very well. So, and hopefully that's translated out there and the Mary Capoza character is something different than everything else. So hopefully the fans are relating with that Mariposa character as well. Uh, if there is, and like I said, nobody knows, unfortunately, if there will be a season four. And I know they're still in season three coming up with uh, your match coming up tomorrow, but where do you want to, where would you like to see your character go if there is a Lucha Underground season four? Because I'm like I said, you're one of the most interesting characters on the show, and I think there's a lot of growth in your character in the future. I definitely think so too. Um, there's only one way to go but up. Uh, obviously I want to keep having these main event caliber matches with guys like Phoenix, um, Puma, maybe something the Moth versus uh, Pentagon. Pentagon would be super fun. Um, but definitely a world heavyweight title picture for the John O'Gown should look pretty nice. I think that would look good on my fireplace. So I'm thinking I'm liking that in my future. Uh, I've noticed, I, I saw that uh, you, you were on Triple Mania. Uh, you helped with the, the cl I guess, the Insane Clowns. I don't know if I have that 100% right because I'll be the first one to admit I don't watch much Triple uh, uh, A at this particular point. But how was that experience of making your return to Triple Mania, and what do you see yourself doing with them in the future? 
I'm, I'm actually doing a lot with them. Um, I'm pretty excited. My first match in Mexico was Triple Mania last year, and it was a Lucha Underground match, and then I came here to this Triple Mania, and it's been a blast. They hooked me up with the, it was the Psycho Circus, um, and i become a clown payaso with them and so i've kind of been like the ringleader with them they're already a savage group um and they're completely nuts which fits right into my wheelhouse so it's fun i get to explore some things with mario the moth that i can't necessarily do on lucha underground uh so uh it's been really fun and uh the mexican crowd have been really into it my twitter blows up it's awesome um Mexican fans are freaking passionate as crazy. Lucha Underground fans are passionate as crazy, but there's we're in a in a, in a studio. There's like 500 people. Um, but here in there in Mexico, there was there was 25, 22,000 people at Triple Mania. It's a completely different feel to it. But those Mexican fans are crazy passionate. But I'm liking the way things are going with Triple A, and it's kind of giving me some fun ways to explore more of the moth things that you might end up on seedings on season four. Uh, looking at, I believe it, the website's cagematch.net, I think it was. I was looking at some of your matches over the last year or so, and I saw in Triple A, you were, were doing a thing called Team Trump with uh, Brian Cage, Johnny Mundo. <laughs> Is that still going on? Uh, it's not really going on anymore. Um, it was a big thing. It, it's easy to bring in white people to Mexico, and they're automatically, if you say anything America, then it's an easy thing to sell. It's America versus Mexico, boo the gringo, and easy to come in and say we're building a wall, and it's, it's easy heat. Um, so that was happening, and then it was uh, Brian and John, and then I went in there one time, and a couple times and teamed up with them. It was fun, uh, but we've sent Brian stops to go to AAA. John, I actually just did a Royal Rumble match with him, so I had a little bit of fun wrestling him uh but that team has been pretty much demolished but we did hit a sick american worm we did the worm <laughs> together in that match so go check that out that's on youtube somewhere on my channel actually on youtube very very cool uh are there any how do i put this you you see guys like uh you see guys like johnny mundo john morrison hennigan whatever he's going by but that moment are working right. with multiple companies <laughs> now he's in TNA, with your, and I don't know if you can answer that, but with your AAA, uh, with your deal with AAA, can you work for other companies, or is it one of those deals where if they have television or distribution, you, you can't work for them? Is What's your situation with that? Can, I guess, basically asking, can other people book you at this point? Other people can book me at this point, yes. Um, I still work all the Indies, and my contracts, isn't everyone probably has different contracts, or some people have the same contract I do, possibly, but I don't know. I can't speak about their contracts. Sure. But my contract basically says if you have American TV, domestic TV, are you gone now? Okay. Uh, if we had domestic TV, then you're not supposed to go on it. And uh, pretty much they haven't done stuff on local channels here or anything like that. Um, they're very lackadaisical about it, but really I think it comes down to like ROH, WWE, um, Impact, etc. However, because uh, so many people have been complaining, we haven't shot anything this year in 2017. So, uh, like you said, with this mask versus hair match this week, we sh I shot this almost a year ago, over a year ago. So there's they have actually given some guys permission to go um, to Impact, like Camundo. He's still with Lucha Underground, I believe. 
Um, uh, I've actually been given the green light to go some places and uh, we're going to talk to some places. I'm not going to name names. Sure. But they've given us some free reign um, if there's gone through certain channels. Do you think your character can develop into maybe like almost like an anti-hero, you know, at uh, some point in Lucha Underground? It may. The fun thing about Lucha Underground and the hard thing and something actually I, I feel very prideful in about Marty the Moth is you see Pentagon, he's actually right now the Stone Cold Steve Austin. He's almost an anti-hero right now. Um, he, but he goes around breaking people's arms and beating up... Uh, he, does, he does heal things uh, that normally a bad guy would be doing. But he gets cheered like crazy. Momertes, when he comes in and punches somebody in the face, he gets cheered. One thing I'm very proud of is they chant Creepy Bastard. But I love that when they do cheer for me, that I've been able to turn them because I'm the only one that uh, I was told that uh, that's been getting just straight boobs. They actually just don't like me. I like that. I, I hear people cheering, and hopefully, usually by the end, I get it to all boo me. I'm very happy about that. Um, and I, I'm actually trying to stay it because I want I don't want to turn into the ones that get cheered for just doing something bad because it seems like that's what everybody else is doing. Um, so I'm enjoying just being a heel right now. I could always go babyface later, but anti-hero sounds like something more I'd go to. Mm -hmm. But let me, right now, I think we're just going to play as a bad guy. It's so fun. And then I get to explore as a heel far more into the character than I could as a face. Um, so I think staying heel for a while is going to be what I'm going to be doing. And I hope. Uh, one of the things that's really interesting about Lucha Underground is unlike most wrestling shows, you have these behind-the-scenes uh, like action sequences. How, how, how hard or easy was that? Because I know you've done other acting things in the past to get into that idea of that there's a behind-the-scenes element of the show. And I don't know if maybe it was helped by doing the reality TV show with Tough Enough. But how was that doing, you know, basically these, I don't know if you say dramatic scenes, but these behind-the-scenes uh, behind type of things that are happening within the, tum the temple? See, I want to have one of these dramatic fight scenes like you see in the temple. Those things are awesome. Mm -hmm. um, but my character, you've always seen me in a dungeon or tying sexy star up or um, I'm usually not in a fighting scene. So I really want to do one of those fighting scenes. But um, no, I've acted before, like you said, um, not even on, trip, on uh, Tough Enough because that was supposed to be a reality show. Um, but I've done acting before. But... I actually do the acting part. I think I enjoy that part just as much or even maybe more than I do the actual wrestling part. And that's why I love being at Lucha Underground is because of that acting element to it as well. It's helped me get on. Uh, I was on Sandy Wexler, Adam Sandler's newest movie. Uh, if you go on Netflix, that's also on Netflix. If you go watch that, you'll see a cameo by Mario the Moth and Terry Crews. Um, and it's been given me able to explore the characters in these acting scenes that I could use stuff and put it in the ring. So I think it's a huge plus. I love the way Lucha Underground does it compared to other promotions where there's accidentally a camera when something's happening being there. I think it works to it's a whole new element. I love that acting part of it. So, and it seems like most people actually know my character from the acting scenes than what I do in the ring. You're also in the Johnny Mundo, or John, very weird, he has so many different names. Uh, you're also <laughs> yeah. in his, his movie, right, Boone? Boone. I did not get in that movie, um, but I did, did see that movie. Um, it's a good one, so I go check it out. You can buy it on walmart.com, too. Oh, my apologies. I thought I read that you were in that. My, my bad. Um, no, my God, talk to him, though. Maybe I'll get Boone, too. And I guess the last thing I'll ask you, based on the Johnny Morris and Johnny Hennigan thing, uh, 
when you go to other promotions, are you able to use the uh, Marty the Moth character, or do you have, or is that one of the things like a lot of guys where every different promotion they go to, they have to use a different name? And if that is the case, is it hard to build a brand when you you can't consistently be the same character? Um, see, this is where I'm gonna get in trouble. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think you're supposed to, but they haven't really cared. Oh, okay. Um, I, I don't use Mario the Moth Martinez. I use just Mario the Moth because that's not not as trademarked. It's just Mario the Moth Martinez is a trademark, so I just use Mario the Moth Casals. And Martin Casals is my real name, so there it is. It makes it a little bit trying to skip around that, but if they really wanted to come down on people, I'm sure everyone else uses their wrestling characters as well. Um, if they really wanted to crack down on it, they could. Um, but there's already enough stuff with Lucha Underground. I'm sure they got other stuff they got to worry about than us working an indie show somewhere. Well, so it's worked out pretty well for us. Very cool. I uh, just want to let everybody know once again they can check out Marty the, Mart- Marty the Moth Martinez versus Phoenix in a hair versus mask match on Lucha Underground tomorrow night on El Rey Network. You can check them out on DirecTV Channel 341, Dish Network channel 253 and you can check your local providers or lranetwork.com under the find us uh to find out where else you may be able to find them your local listing uh marty are there any ways people check you out either on twitter i know you actually have a website now do you like to let the people know uh, how they can find you yeah find me on twitter facebook or instagram at martin casaus c-a-s-a-u-s or go to my website martincasaus.com there's a moth fall 10% discount code. You put that in, you get free uh, 10% off my stuff. I have a cool Mario the Moth t-shirt designed by Killswitch Engage. If you guys are familiar with the band called Killswitch Engage, they're awesome metal band. Um, I got my shirts on there. So go to martinchouse.com, sign up for the newsletter, use that discount code, keep up with me, write a message, because that's how I got on this podcast is through Twitter and write messages. I do write back personally. It just takes me a while because I do write back personally. So give some time, hit me up. And I always say without wrestling fans, I'm just a dude who just kind of rolls around with spandex. So thank you very much, all you pro wrestling fans who are enjoying Lucha Underground, AAA, and the stuff that I've been doing. Amari, thank you very much for coming on the show today. I hope to have you on again real soon. And hopefully this time my partner Jason, who scheduling conflict wasn't able to make it, will be able to join because he's actually the guy who who got me into uh, Lucha Underground. And... uh, so like I said, hopefully we have you real again real soon. Once again, check out Marty. If you if you don't you can't get El Rey Network, you can go on iTunes and get a season pass or watch the first two seasons on Netflix. Uh, just look up uh, Luch Underground. They've got the first two seasons. A lot of great stuff on there and a lot of great work from from Marty uh, Martinez on there. So thank you very much, Marty, for joining us. Yeah, thanks so much for your time, man.